Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. Yeah, you sure are, Heidi. Yeah. So, big week this week. Yes! Um, we are, it is, what day is it today? Monday. Monday. The 30th. And our August. show comes out, our Hulu show comes out Friday. And this will come out the following. So we're a little bit ahead yeah. because we can't, it's not a live show. So we tape it. But exciting week. What's going on in your head right now about the show? I am very excited. I've been very excited about it. Now I'm starting to get a little bit nervous because I feel like, I don't know, it's different when you're just posting on social media and this is like on Hulu and it's going to be there. <laughs> And, you know, I don't know. I think it's natural. You want people to like it. And who knows what people are going to take away from it. But I'm hoping it's way more positive. It was way more positive and fun experience. So I hope that comes out. Even though the content of it is very much a roller coaster of the highs and lows of our life. But. I hope people like it. I hope they give it a chance and watch it. So when we were on some of these shows, a couple of doing the press in New York last week, people asked us as a family, who was the last person to get on board? (laughs) And Dixie, Charlie, and I all agreed that you were the last person to get on board. So why do you think you got on board and what do you hope that people get out of it? Uh, my family bullied me. No, I'm just kidding. I th- I didn't want to get on board because I was just like our last piece of like having a life that is still m- very much ours, even though we're on social social media and we, we control all of that. But doing a show is, you know, and everything I had in my head about, you know, these sort of reality-based shows – um, made me nervous, but what probably got me on board was when we all kind of decided it was going to be a docu-series and more of a documentation of our life, and that made me really comfortable because I know what our life is like, and I'm fine for people to see that. And so that kind of was what did it for me. And also, like, people didn't really know who we are were, are from these short form video you know videos and stuff we put online and so they were making things up about us as you know so I feel like let us tell our story as is the truth I think we're opening up to a whole new audience my one of my roommates from college James texted me yesterday and he's like my mom asked (laughs) if the person in the New York Times article was (laughs) the roommate from college and it's true because there is a huge part of the population that Definitely. isn't on social media yeah. that has no idea what TikTok is. And so we are going to open ourselves up to a a whole new audience. And and I think it'll be I, I think it will be good. I went into this as I do everything, not fully thinking about the negatives and the positives. I was just like, Yeah, man, let's do a TV <laughs> yeah, show. You, let's do a TV show. Yeah. And yeah. then Now that I'm in it, I'm like, wow, there's so many things that could have gone wrong that didn't go wrong. The fact that we had people in our house for months and we got along with them and we liked them. But I started so great. I think now, like, what if the first day 
we didn't like the showrunner or, or the cameraman or, or it was just really in, more invasive than it actually was. Yeah. There were so many things that could have gone wrong and they have not gone wrong. And so then far. fast forward to the last day where we were like so sad to, that that was their last day in our house and we missed them so much. They were amazing. So we did a lot of press last week. We have a lot of press this week. And this is where it's kind of like, like you said, you know, James's mom is asking about the New York Times article. We had that. We had Good Morning America. We had People TV. We had the morning mashup. So there was a lot that were reaching different audiences. Let's start with Good Morning America. I mean, everybody grew up with like the the morning news shows and to be on Good Morning America is wild. What did, how are you feeling about it? Were you nervous? Yes. No. Yes and no. <laughs> Both. Yes. No. What was re- what was surreal to me is people often ask, "Oh, what? How is this whole experience for you guys? And is it is it strange? And it's a little bit more odd living your life out here because everything is new. What was weird about being in New York is we were in Times Square, which yeah. I, my dad lived in New York City. I'd been in Times Square hundreds, if not thousands, of times, and. My office was three blocks from there, but then all of a sudden to to walk through Times Square and then there's was that huge billboard of our family. So we went into Good Morning America and then there were some delays and the video billboard in Times Square wasn't supposed to come out, I think, until today, but they kind of put it up there early because the Good Morning America studios were right next to the billboard. So we went outside and just to see us up in lights was just that's where it's starting to get like what is going on <laughs> yeah with this is like life. a different sort of i think social media i don't know if, i don't i'm gonna speak for myself it's like of all of my 49 years social media is a smaller part of it my whole entire life good morning america so it's like, yeah, that's where it hits you. Like, I mean, who I've, you've seen tons of people on these morning shows. It's unbelievable. So that we were on there. And that billboard, I will say, is huge. And when you look up and you see a big, not you, I'm going to talk to my, about myself, see my big face on there, it's like, whoa. And then I was like, in the moment, I was looking at the other people in times, because they're, they're sitting here looking at these four people looking up and like, oh my, what is happening at this billboard? And they're looking at us, like, what are they looking at? And they're looking at it. And they're kind of going, looking at the billboard, looking at us, looking at the bill. Oh, wait, those are those people. Who are they? <laughs> like, it's not everybody knows who we are. So that was pretty funny. It gets back to the whole thing of just the fact that we're doing it together as a family. First of all, I think it would be kind of lonely if it, yeah. if not that there would ever be a need for just me to be on a billboard in Times Square, but I think it would be the fact that we're doing it together with our kids and and we all just look at each other and I'm looking up at Dixie and Charlie and then looking down at them and it, it it's really cool that we're experiencing it together and that whole day of of going oh, we went to the Empire State Building doing oh, that so cool that was really cool and we went all the way into the tippy top. Right. And the irony of that is I had an office when I got out of college in the Empire State Building. So they were like, hey, do you want to go visit the Empire State Building? (laughs) Well, I kind of had an office there for a while. 
but it was it was a lot different and it's totally they've it was beautiful yeah they refurbished it and it's all redone and and, and then, it's, it was their 90th birthday yes yeah so that was cool yeah happy birthday and we did entertainment to, tonight happy there. anniversary is it for anniversary or birthday oh i don't yeah. know 90 right. years for the uh empire State State building. building um yeah so entertainment tonight interviewed us there and that was fun ah it's wild it's a wild ride we're on, babe. So this week we'll do – so we did press in New York last week, and then we're doing press this week. How do you Wait, think uh, – hold on. I want to say, yeah, like, talking about all of us doing it together, it just makes it more comfortable. It's like we're doing these interviews, and we're, like, poking each other and, like, laughing. And, like, after it was all done, all the interviews and all the press, I was like, wait. Should I have been more nervous? And like, I, I feel like we were kind of just as we are at home in these. I mean, Good Morning America, we were much more like serious. But some of the other ones we did, like the morning mashup was super fun because they're wild. And the girls and I would always listen to that going to driving them when I would drive them to school. So that was cool to be on, on that. Um, anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was fun and wild and kind of unbelievable that. This is all happening, but very, very exciting. It was kind of cool. We went we went out to New York last week, and we saw some friends. We did we went up to Connecticut for a while. Then we went to a little dance event for for dance convention for Charlie for Charlie, and then got back last night. And then we're doing press in LA this week, which yeah. so press in LA. It's like what. I, again, I'm like, should I be more nervous? I, I, the only reason I'm not not because I think I'm so good at it, because I don't. I'm like, oh, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me, <laughs> like, for, for a question. But I do feel like because we're all together, it makes it much more, like, you have people to lean on. And also when they ask questions, I feel like there's certain questions you answer better, or Dixie or Charlie. I'm the weak link in that. No, you're thing. not. I feel like I'm like, ooh. I, I just hope that people realize how appreciative we all are and how we look at this and we sometimes because it's happened so fast and because it's so surreal and you're like you can't believe like if you really stop and think about it and you're like is this really happening and then you start to get to the, why is this happening you start overthinking it you sometimes maybe don't come across as appreciative and and understanding that this is such an incredible situation for us to be in and although but it's overwhelming sometimes and I never want that to be confused with as we're figuring this out that we don't realize how what of a big deal it is and how appreciative we are for the I, I don't even like to call them fans just the people that supporters support, support us and yeah I feel like sometimes yeah just to your point uh, yeah if it ever comes across like we're not appreciating it it's we might be deer in headlights in that moment yeah. because we're like, what is happening? I can't believe we're like doing this or that or whatever. It's we're so new to this. So it's like we've never had a show coming out on Hulu before. We've never done a full week of press with interviews and all this stuff. And or actually, it will be two weeks last week and this week. So if you ever see us out and about with doing these things and we look a little, um, stunned it's probably because we're just like a little bit trying to process what is happening in the moment do you enjoy the, the notoriety when people come up and and Heidi I love you or 
What are your th- what do you think uh, about it's that? It's so it's so like I don't know, this is such like cliche type thing, but it's so heartwarming, like that they would come over and say these sweet things and ask to take a picture. And I I just like especially like the kids, like I don't know, as a mom, you like like you just want to like that's so cute like I just want to scoop them in you know but um it's very very sweet and I appreciate it I it's hard to like believe sometimes like people actually know some people know my name or know you know especially when the girls aren't with us that's where I get like how do you know who I am what is happening but I mean because again it like you said earlier it's not everybody is in social media knows it from that way so there's a whole part of people that don't know who we are so whenever we do see someone that's like what is happening i I don't know if i'm ever going to be i'm comfortable when people taking a picture with people but i'm never when people say may i take may i take a picture with you i'm like why do you want a a picture with me it just but i will never say no i mean and i would actually much rather people just come up and and ask then like pretend they're not videoing you from across the room just come up but i but i think they're dirt i I mean i think they they want to get the picture not just of us but of the person who it is and and i think people don't want to get into a situation where they come up and and the person's like no you can't have a picture oh gosh i would never do that but then I, I don't want to be in the situation where someone where I think someone's taking a picture of me and I'm like, hey, do you want to take I know a picture? You would never like, ask. Who are you? Like, no, I was taking a picture <laughs> of the skyline behind you. But also at the same time, like there's been times where we've been on a like this past week and with press, like our schedule was, oh, my gosh, back to back to back. So like if we were late for the one, you know, if we would have spent, let's say, 20 minutes taking pictures the next thing is live. Like we had to go <laughs> and it's hard, for, you know, it's hard to because you don't want to say no and you want to sp- spend the time and take all the pictures and meet everybody because that's the best part. But it's like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to um, walk away. But then you have like 20 people that are like, we need them over here five minutes ago, whatever. So, yeah, I, I tell out. anybody that wants to. If you want to spend the time to stop and say hi to me, I will say hi to you and and whatever you need, I'm there because I I actually enjoy it. But I just I think it's the kind of person I've always been outgoing. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe that's probably a good way to put it. But there are people. So this is what's odd about social media that people don't understand, especially TikTok. And I'm sure we've talked about it before, but you are getting. Because people do, young people, but not only young people, people in general do TikTok in the comfort of their home. They do it sometimes in their bathroom, in their bedroom. So it's really given a playing field for introverts to kind of just be themselves. And I think what you expect is to see that people expect to see the same person out and about. But Charlie's never been – she's funny and she's somewhat outgoing, but she's definitely she's shy. She's introverted extrovert. Yeah. I think. Is yeah. that what it's called? I agree. Are you introverted? Well, I was always a very, very shy kid. I really didn't start, like, according to my family, talking, like, 
I have a lot of people on my mom's side is really big. And so I remember we were at a, we always do big birthday parties. Uh, well, it's just a birthday party, but there's a lot of us. So it ends up being big. And I was 19 and I remember like I was cracking jokes or something. My sisters were like, when did you start talking? <laughs> like, to because th they were all older and they had moved out of the house already and I wasn't around them as much. And then all of a sudden I'm like chatty and I'd like to consider myself somewhat funny. And it just kind of happened. I started modeling when I was like the end of 18, my 18th year. And so that helped me come out of my shyness, but I was very shy. So if you call that an introvert, I guess. Yeah, but I think sometimes, I don't, I don't know what all models are like and I'm sure they're all they're all different but do you think that was kind of your modeling was kind of your TikTok where you could play a part or or seem like you're a little bit more outgoing in photos but not really yes and with that like when I, my agency I would always tell Tracy who's um owned my agency shout out about faces in Lafayette, Louisiana, she, I would always tell her, please do not pitch me for auditions. I don't want to talk. I, I like, I can get into character in front of the camera for stills, but please don't make me audition. And we had to learn how to slate and do all these things. And, oh, it was, I would just get red in the neck and I would get so nervous. It was not my thing. So yeah, I do think modeling was a, a way for me to kind of like become these characters similar to on TikTok and, and do this and not have to like hear myself. I, that made me nervous. So here's a couple of things that I think the um, general public might not know oh, that you were the pitch person for a product called the, spike? the spiker. Yes, I was. How old are you? Um, I think I was 19. And to, tell everyone what the spiker is. It's actually really cool. I think they still have them. So it's this, little plastic thing and you spike it into the ground like when you're at the beach in the sand and then you put your beverage in it it's got a cup holder thingy attached to it and you so your beverage doesn't get sandy at the beach and your famous line that we say all the time was well pitch, tell everyone give them okay, a visual so what, what happens happened. in the commercial that was a million years ago was we're at the beach and everybody, like, they put their drink in the sand. It topples over or they had sand all over and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, no, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, boom, the spiker. Spike it into the sand. This can goes in. And then my line, no, 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 wait, I'm going to back up. Okay, right, this has been a long time. Forgive me. So I, everything's, like, not working out. And then I look into the camera and say, there's got to be a better way. Oh, it was bad. And that's why I don't do speaking roles. Wait, um, and then the spiker and you put it in, your can is dry. But throughout our marriage now, when oh. something goes awry, yeah. we, we always all say, say there's, there's got to be, be a, a better, better way. way. We're going off on a million different directions. But what? so then we... You were modeling in New York City, oh, and a lot of people know the story. And then you got uh, a lot of people know this story. No, a lot of people know that you modeled in New oh. York City, but don't know your acting debut. <laughs> so let's share that with the public as we're talking uh, about. I might okay. 
So you I were have, on television before. Let's let the I audience have secondhand know embarrassment just talking about this. I got booked for a soap opera scene. And it was, I don't even, I have to remember. I have, if I saw all the names of the soap operas, I can remember. It was one, it was not the one that was on the channel with The Young and the Restless. Days of Our Lives? It might have been Days of Our Lives. So I'm in the club scene. So it's like me and probably like 10 girls, all like, so I was 25 at the time. So we're all about that age. Maybe they were a little young. So you're in the background. There's no in music the, playing, but you're pretending no, you're no, dancing. No, no, hold on. So there, I'm in the background. We're all looking like fly girls, doing our thing. So the scene is we're in the background dancing. And what they and then the main characters are like having a conversation within the club. So what they do is they start the music. So you can you – everybody has to start dancing and you get on beat and then they stop the music and you can't like clap or snap because they all they want to hear are the main characters talking. And so Heidi doesn't know that um, – I'm like, oh, this is great. I can see myself in like that monitor thing. So I'm just going to watch myself so I don't look like a fool – dancing so i'm thinking i'm looking at myself i'm being so cool look at me i'm doing all the moves doing the things fast forward okay i never got a call back there was like that scene again like another club scene yeah. the next day i did not get called back mm -hmm. fast forward i watch it we watched it we watched it together and i was like talking to the tv like this heidi look away look away from the camera all my whole entire scene i'm staring at what I thought was the monitor, but it was the camera right above it. And so all I, like Cindy Brady, if you remember Cindy Brady in the, when, oh my gosh, it was bad. Looking right in the camera would like, got nervous and it was just a mess. You don't have to tell, I saw the whole thing I know. unfold. You know what I hope? I hope that never, ever reaches the so, social media. I, I'm not going to tell you which... <laughs> Which show it was and what year? Oh, wait, I think I people can figure we, it out. I wonder if you have the video. <laughs> no, I don't. I never, ever want to see that thing again in my life. But I will tell you, I had a cute outfit on. I remember that. I remember watching it and I was like, wait, she's looking what? right at me. Why? Look Why? away. I am looking. Look away. Heidi, look away. It was so bad. So there was, was no so more. Did you do plays and stuff growing no, up? No, I didn't like to talk. I was shy. I told you already. Uh, I was shy. I was an athlete and a dancer. So then we shut that down for 20 years, and now look at you. You're on the big screen in a new also, Hulu show. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to act. But you that did cool modeling life. stuff. Yeah, I did do cool modeling you stuff. Did a I lot was very of, lucky. A lot of cool stuff when we were in New York and yeah, different things. But let's talk about your time in front of the camera when you were- Which one? Well, let's talk about one specifically is um, I think you had graduated college and you did a photo shoot to get some headshots. Yeah, sure. Now, we um, just like for me with the spiker, we do this thing where he, Mark would Mark invented the duck face. I'm convinced because he was doing the duck face. What year was this? Ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Curly, curly hair t-shirt and then he would like some of these pictures were a little thirst trap pics i will i don't say. even know what that means and he's like and trying to look smoldering <laughs> look i wasn't the creative director i just do well, you went along with it as a person who 
is trying to hone in on their craft. I let the photographer handle all that stuff. It so. was great. Actually, the pictures are really good, but they're funny because you were being all like trying to be like sexy. And then I was in the Yankees catalog yeah, too. Yeah, so that was a gig for you. Tell us about that. You was shirtless in the Yankees catalog. That was 1997, six? I think 94. Was it? Yeah. Maybe 96. Yeah, 96. 94, 96. So I was not a model. Never intended to be a model. Wait, just, uh, I'm like trying. I moved to, I've been modeling in Louisiana. I moved to New York City. I'm trying to model. This guy goes to work. He's, he's a sales rep. And they're like, oh, we need extra models. And he's in the Yankees catalog. I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. I sold to Yankee Stadium one of my first jobs out of college. The Yankees were one of my customers. And I got really close with the head of the merchandise and marketing people there. <laughs> and I was... Outside, I lived like I lived in Westchester County in Harrison, New York, right outside of the Bronx. And they called me and was like, Hey, I was like, Anthony, what's up? And he said, Got some news, man. We're going to try to get your products into the catalog. I'm like, Oh, Very that's exciting. great. That's so exciting. He's like, But we got a little issue. We need you to come down and model them. And I was like, <laughs> What? So I went down there. I'm in the Yankees dugout, basically in my underwear with. <laughs> Andy Pettit and David Cohn and other all the Yankees and I ended up being in the in the Yankees catalog. Showing all that chest hair. <laughs> I was not It was so cute. You did such a good job. It was. I think I've posted those. But pictures. that's such a cool thing. Like that's a story. That's a really Well it's it's funny. Story. I was a diehard Yankees fan, but my cousins like were really crazy Yankees fans yeah. and then I'm sitting there in the dugout at Yankee <laughs> Stadium walking through Monument Park and because I kept changing so I'm changing in the middle of I'm like there's what so many happening? people who would love to be doing this did you I'm, FaceTime them while you were doing it there was no FaceTime oh, yeah, that, honey there wasn't there, there wasn't <laughs> so we've come a long way doing lots of things along the way I guess but none of. of those things set us up for the, I think with the moral of this story is we n- nothing we've done so far could compare could prepare could us prepare for what's for happening this. right now yeah which is why it's so funny but maybe 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 you being half naked in the Yankees dugout gave you the confidence to want to do a show so many years later I don't know no correlation that's the case You said you're nervous. What other feelings do you have about the show launching? I just don't want people to be mean, <laughs> to be honest. Well, you know that's gonna. That's just I obvious. Know, that's that's part I don't of. Know. I'm I'm prepared for people to be mean with on social media, and I, this is like I don't want them to be mean. Well, do you think it is a fair depiction of our true family? Yes, I do. I do think. I mean. It's very much a documentary. I mean, you see that right away when you start watching it. And I do love that. And you know what? I I know I I really don't want people to be mean, but I'm just knew this going in. There's going to be some that like it and there's going to be some that don't. So it is what it is. But today in this moment, I don't want people to be mean. But I also am very proud of it and very proud for people to see it. And I'm very proud of the girls for opening up in the way that they did, 
through all of this. I may have cried once or twice in the show. Shocker. I know. But anyway, I just don't, I don't want to become a meme. <laughs> I think <laughs> you may. <laughs> With one of the outtakes I saw yeah, today. Well, that's you why may. it's an outtake. Yeah. Let's, hopefully it never gets out. I do think there's part of, look, I think we tried to tell a particular story, which is a real story of what's happening to our family right now. But we've had, you and I have been married for 21 years. And I think there are, so I think this is was was focused. I also think the fact that we were home during quarantine and it made a, so there, there wasn't, a lot of, there was some fun stuff but i don't think my personality came over in its entirety oh, well you're so dynamic you know mark i feel like you could get a spin-off i think in if we do season two i think i need more of a a prominent role in the in your in your life yes <laughs> you, no i do i do, i will say like i want i want people to know that although this was a documentary of our life in that time there's so much still like so much life that happens, you know, our, what do we film? How many hours a day? I don't know. There's a, still a lot of life outside of that. And so it was hard to like cover everything we wanted to cover because it had to make sense. And every day is so different. So there might be things that you're like, oh, I wonder why they didn't. I like to say, talk about, you know, Mark's background more or whatever. It's just like a lot to cover in eight episodes. So I think they cut a lot of my dad jokes out, which is, I think it'll be good for everybody. No, your jokes are really funny. That's the funny part. There are things about it where, look, I, right now we are supporting characters in this experience for our, our kids. I don't know four three years ago even two years ago it would have been a mom's doing this dixie's doing this charlie's Mm -hmm. doing that and dad's doing that this is about our experience which we've had in the last 12 plus months so i think it's cool i think we're i think it's i'm excited i think people are going to like it and yes they will be mean just so (laughs) get get used to it it's no it's just like i think sometimes I'm like more sensitive to the mean than other times. Today is, you caught me on a bad day. Tomorrow I'd be like, I don't care. They can say whatever they want. People are going to be surprised that I think when you think reality show, which this isn't, but I think they they think we're going to be, it's going to be similar to other reality shows. And I think this is more of a documentary told over eight episodes <laughs> That's what I think people are going to be surprised. Whether they like us or not, I can't be the, I have no idea. But I also think, just like you said, what people think of reality is people think documentaries are, can be so serious and like, ooh. Yeah, there's I think it's a mix of like fun and highs and lows and, I mean, just like life in general. Like, I don't know, we're a pretty fun family. No one asked us this, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask Ooh. myself this first. Hey, Mark. Yes, Mark. What would you like people to get out of this show? Did anyone? No one asked us that, right, Hud? Mm, I feel like. I, think I they feel asked, like in an interview for like an article. I, I think they asked. They may have asked the kids that, but ultimately this is entertainment. So I want people to enjoy it 
and hopefully put a smile on their face and and make them laugh a little bit. But then there are some serious topics and about mental health and about the pressures that not only people that social media puts on people, not just people in the position of Dixie and Charlie and us, but in general. And I hope our experience and the and the struggles that we've faced over the last year help other people. I mean, those mm-hmm. are the two things. I want people to be entertained and mm-hmm. hopefully we can help some people. Yeah, you, I agree with that. What do you feel? Yes. Go. What he said. Um, yeah, I, I want, I, you know, I didn't really think of it like that as being entertained, but yeah, I, you know, I want people to want to keep watching because like, ooh, that's, you know, this or that. And then, yeah, I do think, I think it's going to open conversations maybe in people's homes, uh, in their own families about some of the things that we talk about in the show, which I think is a good thing. I'll put you on the spot right now, and this is only for our podcast listeners out yes. there. Would you do a season two? I can't answer that today. Ask me next week. Why? After would, the show comes why out. Why would next week have anything After to do the with show it? comes out. I would absolutely do a second season only if Dixie, Charlie, and you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. If you guys were like, Dad, this was the worst thing we ever did. Well, the experience wasn't great. That was, you know, that was, that's easy. Because without you and Dixie and Charlie. Imagine if I wasn't in season two. Like, uh, what if it was just me? What if I'm out Welcome at the to beach the while you guys show, are filming? Singular. Just. <laughs> Uh, hi, it's just me here today, Mark. Where is everybody? They Awkward. don't want to be in the show. Awkward. Maybe the dogs will be in the show. Oh, yeah. They don't really have much of a choice in the matter. Yeah. They're kind of. Although Cody's getting a big head. He's he like so Hollywood now. <laughs> so, all right. Now, hypothetically, if we did a second season, what would you like to shed light on that maybe we didn't shed light in mm. the first Probably, you know, I think this season is very present. Maybe dig into a little bit more of, like, the girls, like, growing up and things that they've done or even, like, our background maybe or maybe touch on other subjects that are, you know, topics of conversation that should be covered. This one, we talked a lot about mental health and that. And, you know, there's a lot of heavy topics that deserve light shed on them. So I think that would be something I would want to see. Yeah, I think if I were in, like, with other families that have notoriety or famous families, I want to know how they got there. Like, I want to know the stories before. Uh, Right. And we didn't tell that. Mm -hmm. One, because we couldn't travel back to Connecticut. Like, I would love to do an episode in Connecticut if we did season two and mm-hmm. talk about that and maybe even a Louisiana episode, mm-hmm. talk about that and... Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, the backstory. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's, I think it was just too much to fit into one season. Like there's, it was just impossible to cover all of that because I, you know, the I think we kind of went down the road we went down based off of people's curiosity that they have and they're like, how is this? How is that? You know? Yeah. But I think what we'll do is if we do decide to do a second season, they're usually Hulu 
will go out and they'll know even, I mean, you just ask Twitter, like what, what else would you guys want to know? Like how, like, I, I think it's interesting to really start to think about those times when we were in Connecticut and we were making the decision about coming out West, but then it was the way I make decisions. It probably wouldn't be that exciting. Cause Charlie mm-hmm. was like, Hey, Dad, she asked me a couple times. I was like, "All right, you want to go? Let's go. Let's figure it out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're you're fortunate in that you can do your job anywhere, you know. And so, I mean, just that alone was a big part of why everything kind of happened as it did, you know. But I am excited for this weekend. Our show. The D'Amelio Show is coming out on Hulu. By the time this airs, hopefully you guys would have seen it. And do not say mean things to Heidi because she's in a (laughs) fragile state right now. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark. And you can follow me at Mark D'Amelio on all socials. And you can follow me at Heidi D'Amelio on all my socials. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh.